This is your host, Angela Bowen, and you are listening to Punky Power, a Punky Brewster podcast. Today, I will be reviewing the episode Season 1, Episode 4.2, Lost and Found, which aired on October 7th, 1984. In this episode, Henry and Punky go to the supermarket, and unfortunately, they get separated. This unfortunately brings back all the fears that Punky had when her mother abandoned her when she thinks that Henry did the same thing. Will they be able to find each other, and what will happen when they do? This is just my summary, so it's kind of lackluster. I'm sorry. But before we get into that episode, I have a episode question from last week. I know I said I wouldn't be doing them till episode se- uh, season one, episode six, take me out to the ball game. But I'm like, you know what? I want to try something a little different. It's not going to be asking you what ha- a specific thing about um, the episode, like a character or something in the room. It's going to be more pertain to you, the listeners. And, you know, you sharing your memories based on the subject of the episode at hand. So that way I can engage you guys and kind of, you know, get you more involved with the show. So that way, yep, I'm going to do that. But I did ask a question for the episode Season 1, Episode 4.1, Punky Gets Her Own Room. Basically, I was just asking... The question, when you were a child, did you get to decorate your own room? Did you have a theme, like colors, interests, like princesses, sports, animals, that kind of thing? So, somebody did on Facebook comment on this, and I will be telling you what uh, she had to say. Thank you, Erin, from Facebook. She said when her twin siblings were born... Her sister and she had to share a room. Her parents got them bunk beds. They couldn't agree on whether the room should be pink or purple. So half of the walls were pink and half were purple. Not exactly a good story for decorating a room all for myself. But it's probably my most memorable experience concerning the topic. Also less embarrassing than admitting that my walls were covered in NKOTB posters later. New Kids on the Block. Alright, thank you, Erin, and just so you know, you have earned uh, an official Punky Peep of the Week title, so thank you for participating. Alright, let's get into this episode entitled Lost and Found. I am actually, I got sprinkled throughout my notes, wonderful funny stories of when I went to the grocery store with my father. So I think they're kind of funny. I think you'll get a kick out of them. There is a one where I did get left behind at a store. That's towards the end of the, the episode here that I'm going to share with you. And then there's one where actually I got separated from my sister when I was at uh, an amusement park. And I thought that they left me behind. But I'll get into more of that later. Okay. The episode opens with Punky sitting at the breakfast table with an empty box of Raisin Flakes cereal and an empty carton of milk. Henry walks in and Punky informs him that they're out of cereal and milk. Henry asks her, whatever happened to good morning? How are you today? She tells him, good morning. How are you today? We're still out of cereal and milk. 
Punky informs him they have to go shopping, and Henry says, Not the market. I was just there last month. Yeah, I agree with Henry. I'm really not a fan of getting groceries. I don't know anyone that is having to deal with the hustle and bustle of, of all of that stuff. So, Are there people out there who only go shopping once a month? I was wondering, are there people out there that only go grocery shopping once a month? They get their 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 stuff for the month and then that's it? I mean, kudos to you, definitely, if that's what you do. I, I go weekly. I can see Henry being just by himself before maybe stocking up for the month, but now he's got Punky. He should be either going weekly or bi-weekly. It's just my husband and I, so I go weekly to get groceries. I usually get groceries on Thursday or Friday, depending on which day is payday for the week. I One, I usually go in the morning, because if I wait any later than 10 a.m., it's going to be a madhouse. When my husband and I got our first place after we got married, we went to get groceries together. That only lasted a little while, and I decided to go by myself, since he despises shopping, and I can't blame him. That's why I don't go on the weekends. I really, <clears throat> excuse me, I really can't believe how much groceries have gone up. I try myself to keep my weekly budget at around 120, but even now it's getting harder to do that because prices are going up. My husband and I work separate work schedules, so we only see each other on the weekend. So that means only two dinners made a week. And let me tell you what, uh, I'm not a big cook, so... It's it's hard to, you know, there's a lot of repeat type stuff that I do just because it's like, gosh, I can't think of anything new. We've had everything, you know, steak, hamburgs, you know, chicken. That's uh, just, yeah, it gets boring after a while. So, um, where was I? And for that, I'm grateful that we only really have two dinners, you know, on the weekends. Sometimes only one. Sometimes I got to work a Saturday at my job. So um, I'm grateful. I wish we saw each other more, but having to make more dinners would just make the grocery bill astronomical. And and it would. It, re it really would. Especially when you're trying to keep it at a budget. Ah, the life of being an adult. Henry complains, the crowds, the noises, and the money. I hear you, Henry. I hear you there. I know, Punky says. Why don't you give me the money, and I'll go shopping for you, she suggests to Henry. Henry says, I'll get my hat. So they both walk out the kitchen door, and the scene changes to a supermarket called GD... Or, excuse me, <laughs> G.W. Daisy Farms. I wonder where this Daisy Farms is located, or should I say it was located? I'm guessing it may no longer be in operation because it looks like a smaller chain grocery store. Okay. I grew up in a small town, and it was constantly changing. Bigger businesses came in, and smaller ones were driven out. Plum's Grocery went out of business in my hometown sometime in 1991. After Family Fair set up shop nearby in 1989. Then, in 2001, Meyer, the big corporation grocery store, came in. And in about a year or so, Family Fair went out of business. 
It honestly just amazes me how the time changes things. Seriously, every time I go back to my hometown for a visit, I mean, it's only like 45 minutes from where I live, but um, every time I go back for a visit, there's always a change. Something's being built. Something's being torn down. Something's been replaced. There used to be five video stores in my hometown at one point in time, and then slowly, one by one, they all closed down until there's only one left. That wasn't even there when I lived there. So, um, yeah, that, that small town, always changing. But then again, small towns usually do. They're always in transition. Speaking of changing times, let's look at some of those prices they have on the outside windows for items. Bathroom tissue, four pack, 69 cents in 1984. Now, I was looking online when I was going through this, and some of the stuff I was kind of looking at was, like, from uh, the Target website. So, they're not all going to be 100%, you know, all tissue paper is going to be a different price, depending on where you go. So, bathroom tissue, four pack in 2017. $3.99. Oh my good golly. Uh, that is a hike. Okay. Potato chips. $0.69 cents in 1984. Is that honestly for just a, a simple tall bag of potato chips? I'm not sure. <clears throat> potato chips in 2017. $2.99. That even might be a sale price. I'm not sure, but like I said, I was going based off Target's website, so... Light beer, $4.99 in 1984. <clears throat> this is a tricky one. Um, I'm sure whether it is for a 12-pack or higher, how much do you think that beer would be today? So I'm uh, just throwing this out to you guys. How much do you think it would be today? I could have probably looked when I got groceries, but no, I mean, you know, I just I want to get out of there. Burrito, six for a buck in 1984. I think today a single burrito rounds around um, around 89 cents or higher, depending on the brand. A pack of six, I'm guessing, would be like 3.99 or 4.99. Grapes, 39 cents a pound in 1984. What are grapes now? Like a buck or more a pound nowadays? There's something that says soup and sandwich or tuna sandwich, a buck 89. I'm not completely sure because it was far back in the shot and kind of blurry. Um, Punky and Henry are walking hand in hand with Brandon alongside Punky as they enter the store. You'd think Henry would know Brandon wouldn't have been able to come in. They should have left him home. It's not like Punky could say Brandon is her service dog. When they walk through the entrance, Henry does point outside and tell Punky to take Brandon out. I noticed as they walked in that there was a sign that said apples, 99 cents a pound. What are they now, like $2.99 a pound or something? Also, there's a sales ad in the window of the entry store. Does anyone remember stores that did that or still do that? I remember some stores that did that. Punky takes Brandon outside and ties his leash to the guardrail of the exit door. Henry's trying to get a cart free from the cart corral. I still have problems with that today, and sometimes I'll see a cart by itself and take that one instead of dealing with fighting with getting a car free, a cart free. <laughs> Seriously, I ain't got no time for that. 
Henry finally gets a cart loose after struggling with and uh, after struggling with it, and Punky comes through the turnstile. Those things are so f fun to go through as a kid, those little turnstile things. <laughs> so, honestly, like your own little merry-go-round in a way, like going around in a circle. Punky asks Henry what's wrong, and he says the wheel is jammed. Ugh, I hate getting the cart with the rickety wheel. Makes it a pain in the butt to steer the cart. It makes the process of getting groceries that much much harder and longer. For me, I want to get in and out. I don't understand why it takes me, me personally, over an hour to get out of there. I have been setting a timer on my phone to try to get out in 30 minutes, but it doesn't always work. Punky tells him she can fix it and reaches down and pulls something out of the wheel. Henry pulls the cart free and he asks her what she did. She says, I gave it a gumectomy, and she holds up a piece of gum. Oh, gross. <laughs> you know, it's a shame that stores don't, uh, it's a shame that the store doesn't provide antibacterial wipes like some stores do t nowadays. Punky could definitely use one, but then again, in the 80s, people weren't nearly as paranoid about germs as they are today. She hands the gum to Henry, who takes it and throws it on the ground. He then starts waving his hand around in the air to get the unseen germs off. He really could use one of those wipes, seriously. Henry then asks Punky if she'd like to sit in the cart, and she tells him that's for babies. Not to mention she's, oh, she's way too big and probably wouldn't fit. When I go shopping, I notice the children that are in the little seat of the cart have a blanket between them and the seat, which I think is wise. What's the cutoff age for that? Two, three years old? A lot of the time I see the kid inside the cart. Henry apologizes to Punky and she asks if she can drive the cart and he tells her no. I can't tell you how many times as a child I would push the cart only to have my dad suddenly stop. And I ended up ramming him in the ankles. Seriously, that was not fun for me or him. Oh, God. I just remember him wincing in pain afterwards. Like, oh. Punky asks, why not? And Henry says, it's for grown-ups. And it's an important responsibility. You have to be extremely careful. And as he says this, he swings his cart around and hits another customer's cart. The way he whipped that cart around, it was like, bam, like a collision. That's the thing. Another thing is coming out of aisles with a grocery cart, it's almost like you're turning a corner with your car. It's like, okay, I'm at the corner. Look both ways. Is anyone coming? Then go. Just like traffic. Should <laughs> I both have a traffic light? Because you can just get you know pull right out and out of the aisle into the um the uh, the main area and then there'd be another person right around the corner that would bam ram them right into you. Okay, <laughs> so and he hits another customer's cart. Punky grabs the side of her head and like oh like oh no. And Henry looks back at her and says, careful. So basically you have to be extremely, hits her cart and then says, careful, finishing his sentence. In the next scene, we see Punky pushing the cart. She asks Henry if she's being careful and he says, yeah. <laughs> 
A woman comes on the PA system telling customers about their special ground chuck, $149 a pound. I got groceries yesterday. Well, I got groceries Friday. And picked up a pound of ground beef. It cost over four bucks. Like four and a half bucks. Punky asks if the meat is from a cow named Chuck. Punky tells her ground chuck is hamburger meat, and at those prices, it's no bargain. Perhaps Henry would like to see today's prices of meat, $6.99 for a pound of bacon. Yes, I want to buy bacon. I'm, like, not seeing anything under 5 or $6.99 unless it's on sale. But good golly. Henry tells Punky he remembers when he could get 10 pounds for a buck 49. Really? 10 pounds of beef for a buck 49. Uh-huh. Well, how long ago was that? 40 years ago? <laughs> that would be my guess. Henry shows Punky the soap powders, or in our case, laundry detergent, and how they all say new and improved. Punky asks, what's wrong with that? He says, I liked it better when they were old and cheap. Well, we all do. Henry tells her that they're on a strict budget and they can't go over it. I, I remember when my dad would start getting irritated if the grocery bill started edging over 60 bucks back in the 90s. Once when I was eight, I slipped something on the conveyor belt when my dad's back was turned and it was a coloring book. He didn't notice till after we got in the car and he double checked the, rec the receipt because he thought I just took it. Punky asks him what a budget is, and he tells her it's how much money we're allowed to spend. Punky asks, is that like an allowance? Henry says, sort of. And then she asks, when am I going to start getting my allowance? He says, when you're 25. Punky says, but by then I'll be <laughs> working and making my own money. Henry says, exactly. They walk through the aisle, and in the next scene, they're in the juice aisle. Henry's now pushing the cart because Punky's standing up in the cart. Which, isn't that a no-no? Kids can't be standing up in the cart like that. But the, I don't know. Um, Punky asks him if they can get these pretty little bottles of fruit punch. And he tells her, no, it's cheaper to get this big, ugly bottle. A, a young couple comes through the aisle, and the guy has neon blue hair, and Henry looks at the guy like he's from another planet. Today, honestly, people wouldn't even bet an eyelash at that. In the next scene, they go through the cereal aisle, and Punky asks herself what cereal she should get. I notice that a lot of the boxes of cereal are facing backwards. Is that because they are name brand cereals, and due to rights, they couldn't be shown? When I was a kid, I loved... The cereal like crispy critters and crunchy stars crunchy stars was the cereal with the swedish chef from the muppets i also loved the free toys that came in cereal boxes too i remember squeezing the sides of the box to help find the prize instead of sticking my hand in there it was so much easier just to bend the sides of the box inward so that way it kind of bent the box so you could kind of see where the the prize was um, 
Or when I had to collect UPCs to send away for something like that container of Nickelodeon GAC that took at least eight weeks or more to show up in the mailbox. At one point, I thought I would never get it, and then one day, it was in the mailbox, and I was like, yay! Well, it didn't last very long, because, you know, with stuff like that, you know, dirt and hair and whatever gets on it, and then it's pretty much useless. Punky decides to get Sugar Beasties because it has a free gift. And Henry said, well, let's hope that free gift is a set of false teeth due to all the sugar inside. Punky begs Henry to let her have the cereal. And he says, okay, you can have a little box. I, I didn't see any little boxes there. I saw basically all boxes that were about the same size. Punky informs him how he said the big boxes are cheaper. Henry gives in and tells Punky to hurry. He wants to get out of there before the food reaches its expiration date and they leave the aisle. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking now. It's like when you get cold stuff in your car, it's like you kind of got to speed things up. Otherwise, that stuff's going to get defrosted. Just sitting in your cart like that, that's what maybe it's best to get all your cold stuff towards the end of your grocery shopping trip so that way the next stop is the checkout line. Now, they're in the cookie aisle, and Punky is just going down the aisle, putting cookies in the bags of cookies in the cart, and Henry's taking them out and putting them back on the shelf. He could have just said, Punky, can you please stop doing that? Then he's off in the condiment aisle, and Punky takes off with a cart as he goes to place a glass bottle of ketchup in the cart, not realizing it's gone. And then it shatters on the floor. <clears throat> okay. I have a funny grocery store story from when I was young. All right. Sorry. A grocery store story from when I was young. My dad and I were in the condiment aisle, and my dad is getting a jar of pickles. He decides to be Joe Cool Mr. Smooth, places a finger on top of the jar to tip it forward and to try to catch it in his hand. As it falls. Of course, he completely messes this up and the jar slams to the floor and shatters. Then my dad and I had to laugh for a second. We tried to duck out of the aisle. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. In the next scene, Punky is standing on the frozen food compartment, reaching up a, for a box on the shelf, and Henry comes up and pulls her down. I remember, you know, and I still, as an adult, you're not supposed to climb on the shelves, but being I'm five foot two, like when I'm reaching for a bag of Gardettos and it's like way at the back of the top shelf, I do try to extend myself just far enough that I can reach, or I will try to grab something and use that to pull whatever I want to get towards me. So, yeah. Henry is then at the melons and is trying to get those plastic bags to separate. This is such a pain in the butt. Plus, now you have to key in the number if you use the the self-scan register. I remember when they had pencils nearby to write the number on the twisty tie. Henry keeps pulling the plastic bags and finally gives up and tosses the pile aside as Punky hands him a paper sack. Punky walks... 
up to the produce guy, spraying the vegetables and asks if she can help. He gives her the nozzle and she sprays the heads of lettuce. Nowadays, I believe they have a built-in sprinkler system. Henry comes over and taps her on the shoulder. And of course, when she turns, she sprays Henry in the face. Whoops. Well, how is that guy not losing his job? I don't know. The produce guy tries to stifle a laugh. Next, Henry is looking at the packages of meat. I think it's Oscar Mayer by the looks of the yellow packaging. Then we see Punky and the kid racing their carts down the aisle, and Henry is racing for impact. I bet this is the one and only time he takes her shopping. I gotta say, even though Punky is a child, she seems somewhat wise beyond her years, in a way... But wouldn't she have some sense not to goof around like she was? Maybe I'm being a little hard on her. Punky and Henry walk past a bin of large rubber balls, bouncy balls. And Punky asks if she can get one. Henry shakes his head and throws the ball into the opening at the top. And of course, all the balls fall out of the bin. I love the little slide whistle sound that accompanies Henry throwing the ball in. Punky runs over and starts immediately playing with them and throwing them in the air. I think judging by Henry's face, he's clearly had enough as he hightails it out of there. Henry is next seen grabbing a package of fresh chicken and Punky asks him if he forgot the peaches. Henry tells her he wouldn't buy what this store calls fruit. I bet he would love farmer's markets back then. I mean, I wonder, did farmer's markets actually exist back in the 80s? Maybe they did. But, you know, a lot of people usually, I think, will get their fruit and vegetables from farmer's markets. My dad actually um, helped. He runs a stall at a, a farmer's market. And uh, my, my family, my dad's side, is there, a lot of them were farmers, so... That's how uh, they bring in some monies. <laughs> All right. Henry goes on to tell her when he was a boy how the produce man would come by with his cart and he would sing. Henry starts to sing. Strawberries. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Blueberries. Oh, God. But he's cut off by the woman on the PA system telling everyone there's no singing in the store. Henry shrugs his shoulders, and Punky tells him, Honestly, Henry, I could just die. In embarrassment. <laughs> a man named Bud comes out of the meat department doors, and Henry asks him, how, How's everything? And Bud says, Never a dull moment. Punky races off to the free sample food table. Oh my gosh, I love the free samples. I mean, who passes up free food? I love them. Ooh. Bud tells Henry he's cutting up some nice meat and would Henry like to pick out a couple steaks? Henry says sure and asks jokingly if the meat is from a cow named Chuck. And Bud asks, huh? Henry says, never mind. You know, that is pretty cool. You make friends with your meat department guy and maybe he'll give you the best cuts of meat. Henry walks into the back with Bud. He doesn't even notice. He doesn't even tell Punky he's going or notice that she's gone. He probably just assumes she's still there by the cart. Punky gets a little pizza sample. Yum. Speaking of pizza, has anyone tried the Little Caesar Smokehouse pizza? It's got barbecue sauce, brisket, which I love. Bacon, I love bacon. Everyone loves bacon. 
And pulled pork. Which I, I like pulled pork. Pork. Um, I tried it. It's good. But my favorite is a local place where I live called Habs. And it's called the Irishman Pizza. Uh, it's Basically, it's a Reuben pizza. It's got corned beef, sauerkraut, Thousand Island dressing, and Swiss cheese. I actually last time had them keep the sauerkraut off. Which I'll probably do that in the future. I mean, sauerkraut, sauerkraut is okay. My grandpa actually, he loved his sauerkraut and Polish sausage. Alright, Punky sneaks off down an aisle and eats the tiny square of pizza and goes back to the table and asks the lady if she can have another piece of pizza, a little pizza sample. The lady asks Punky, didn't I just give you a piece? Punky tells the lady that it could have been her twin sister. Okay, Punky ta first takes a little piece of pizza, sneaks around the aisle that's r right by where that table is, shoves that little piece down her throat, walks around again, and says, oh, that's my twin Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Come on. That, that lady's probably really, like, too concerned with her job of handing out uh, free pizza samples to realize, like, no, no, you don't have a twin. I just saw you walk around the corner there. Sorry. <laughs> so the lady gives Punky another piece, and Punky skips back over to the cart where Henry isn't there. She starts calling his name. She throws the little pizza sample in the cart, looking around for Henry. Running up the aisles, calling Henry's name. Why doesn't she try going through the, those double doors where the cart is, although with her in a panicked state, she might not be thinking clearly. As Punky's coming out of one aisle, I notice the cartons of cigarettes, just where any could, could get, kid could get them. Nowadays, I'm sure they're behind the customer service desk. Punky goes out to the checkout counter and jumps on the conveyor belt, looking for Henry. All four customers gaze up at this little girl, wondering what the heck she's doing. Punky asks them if they've seen a grumpy old man who never smiles. Punky leans down to speak into the speaker box, telling Henry if he can hear her to throw some food in the air. How about tell him you're at the front of the store or have the cashier page him to the front? The cashier asks Punky if she can help her find somebody. How about yes? Punky says no, he would have answered if he was here. Punky thinks maybe he went outside, so she heads out the door and surprise, Brandon is still tied up outside. I thought, honestly, someone would have taken him. I remember two years ago during the summer, I was coming out of a Meyer grocery store and some ladies had their dog in the car. It was probably sometime in August when it was like really, really hot. And some ladies had their dog in the car, but when they came out of the store, they looked and he wasn't in the car. Someone took him. I remember hearing the shock and fear in their voices when they discovered he was missing. It made my heart fall into my stomach. I had to get to work. So, you know, I didn't stick around to find out what happened. But, oh my gosh, I just felt terrible just hearing them, like, saying, Rocky. And then they're they're looking like, Rocky, Rocky, where is it? Where are you? And I'm, I'm like, oh my god, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I don't know if maybe they left their doors unlocked. Um, Maybe they didn't leave a window down all the way. So maybe somebody thought, oh, you know, why would someone leave their dog in a car on a hot day? People do that. People do that, and they really shouldn't do that. If, I mean, I know you got to sometimes bring your dog with you. Um, but definitely leave a window open a crack if you can. 
Or if you can leave the dog at home, maybe leave him at home. So that way you can avoid situations like that. Okay. She looks around outside. Punky looks around outside and goes over to Brandon and says, Well, Brandon, we looks like we've been dumped again. I would have gone back into the store and kept looking if that were me. She just gives up. There was a time when I when I thought I had been forgotten. Granted, I was old enough to know better. I was probably like 13, 12, 13 at the time. I was at an amusement park with my sister and her family, and I got separated from them when I had to go to the bathroom. I must have been 12. I went out to the parking lot after looking around and not finding them. I went back into the park, and I, I was crying. I was upset. I was like, oh, God. I, I don't know why I thought they would just up and leave me there like they forgot, but... Sometimes when you're stressed out and everything and you're freaking out, you think the worst. Me, I'm pessimistic. I do think the worst. That's just how, that's just how I go. That's just how I am. I heard someone calling my name. It was my sister asking where I had been. Yeah, she was pretty pissed. She was pretty, sorry. She was not happy. Let's just say that. I told her I thought they left without me. She just looked at me exasperated, thinking I was exaggerating and being overdramatic. The other time, I actually had been left at a store, although I was 14, and it was a small store called Family Dollar, and it was near the grocery store where we get our groceries. I was just telling my husband about this the other day, and I remember we were looking for a shower curtain, or maybe we are looking for a dish strainer. We might have been looking for a dish strainer. Um, but anyway, um, I looked around the store. My dad was nowhere to be found. So I think I had to go over to the grocery store to use the phone to call him to get me. Luckily, we only lived like 20 minutes away. Back at the apartment, Punky is packing her stuff, and we see a doll that... That doll is going to play a significant part later this season in an episode, so be on the lookout for that. Punky sits on the couch and tells Brandon, I'm getting pretty good at packing, I guess because I had so, I've had so much practice. How did she get into the apartment? Does she have her own key? Henry comes into the room and he has his keys with him, so I'm not sure how she got in. Punky, what are you doing here? He asks. She tells him, packing my stuff. Don't worry, I'll be out of your hair in a minute. She asks her, her, excuse me, he asks her, what is she talking about? He'd been looking all over the store for her. He says, the pizza lady said the only kids she saw were a couple of twins. Punky asks, you were really looking for me? You weren't trying to ditch me? I have to say, Punky carries so much emotional scarring from being abandoned that I don't think she'll be able to set foot in a supermarket without going into a total PTSD breakdown. I mean, this is the second time she's felt that she's... I mean, the first time, yes, she was abandoned by her mother. The second time this happened, oh my goodness gracious. Ditch you, Henry says as he sits down next to her. Is that what you thought? It's like Henry's mind is connecting all the dots. She tells him her mother left her in a shopping center, so she assumes Henry did the same thing. Henry explains to her, just because something happened to you once doesn't mean it will happen again, okay? She reminds him how he was 
saying how expensive everything was, and she was afraid he didn't want her anymore because she cost too much to feed. Henry tells her he complains about prices for one simple reason. Why is that, she asks. Because I'm a cheapskate. Okay, Henry's not a cheapskate, I don't think. He's just being careful with his money. Now that he has Punky, he's got to be doubly so. I complain about prices all the time, and I'm not a cheapskate. Simple economics, cost of living goes up, but your pay stays the same. It's a blah world, guys. That's just how it is. He lets her know it has nothing to do with her, and he's going to tell her something. And he's going to tell her something. He assures her that he'll never, ever leave her. There's something she needs to hear. That is something she needs to hear and know. She needs that reassurance. Punky has Henry hold up his hand and repeat after her. I, Henry Warnemont, will never leave Punky Brewster. And if I do, I'll eat a horny toad. She then spits into her palm and Henry does the same and they slap their palms together. Alright, I'm going to play this clip because I really liked it. It's only one clip, you know, this episode. I might start just doing the one clip. We'll see. Um, usually, sometimes when I did more than that, it was just because I liked them and I really couldn't decide. But I might try just sticking to the one, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. So I'll play that clip for you guys. No, Brandon. I'm getting pretty good at packing. I guess it's because I've had so much practice. Pike, what are you doing here? I'm packing my stuff. Don't worry, I'll be out of your hair in a minute. What are you talking about? I looked all over that supermarket for you. The pizza lady said the only little girls she saw were a couple of twins. <laughs> You're really looking for me? You weren't trying to ditch me? Ditch you? Is that what you thought? My mom left me at a shopping center, so I thought you did the same thing. Funky, just because something happens to you once doesn't mean it's going to happen again, okay? You're saying how expensive everything was, so I was afraid you didn't want me anymore because I cost too much to feed. Funky, I complain about prices for one simple reason. What's that? I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> There's nothing to do with you. Punky, I'll tell you something right now. I'll never, ever leave you. Repeat after me. I, Henry Warnemont. I, Henry Warnemont. Will never leave Punky Brewster. Will never leave Punky Brewster. And if I do. And if I do. I'll eat a horny toad. <laughs> I'll eat a horny toad. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that clip. That's the end of the episode. Now here is my Brandon Brewster rating of the episode. I give this one 4 out of 5 stars. Even though it's a short episode, it's only 12 minutes. But I gave it 4 out of 5 Brandon Tailwags because of all the hilarious antics at the grocery store and Punky coming to terms with her mother's abandonment and Henry's research reassurance that he will never leave her. Also, 
You guys can find me on social media at Facebook, Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast page. If you guys want to, you know, leave me comments or, you know, likes, all that fun stuff. Or you can share your fun Punky memories with me and I'll share them on the podcast. Also at Twitter, Punky Power PB Podcast, and Instagram, Punky Power PB Podcast. I will be actually um, linking from SoundCloud onto these. Well, I can only do that on Twitter. I haven't found out. There is a link in the bio on my Instagram page, so you can even go there to listen. Um, feel free to leave me comments or questions on any of these sites, or shoot me an email at gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to become an official Punky Peep of the Week, you can go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast or answer an episode of the week question, which will now be focusing on the listener and their memories with uh, the particular subject of the episode, such as next week I will be reviewing Season 1, Episode 5.1. It is a two-parter. It's, you know, the little mini episodes that are only like 12 minutes long. Uh, the next one I'm going to be reviewing is Walk Pool. And then after that, the following week is going to be Gone Fishing. So, centered on Walk Pool. So, I might ask the question, how did you get to school as a child? Did you ride the bus, walk to school, ride a bike, or did someone drive you? That episode kind of pertains to Henry's taking charge over walking the children to school. You're actually going to be introduced to two more of Punky's friends. Alan Anderson, played by Casey Ellison, and Margot Kramer, played by Amy Foster. There is another boy named Scotty uh, Bonaducci, Scotty something or other. (laughs) He is played by R.J. Williams, who... Provided the voice of Kit Cloud Kicker on Tailspin. All right. Um, also, I am going to try to do my best to stick with Mondays as my new episode day. So that way you have something to start off your week instead of Fridays. So I, I hope that works out best for everybody. So have a wonderful, great start to the week. We are in our final week of March. We will be entering April. Spring is coming, guys. I can feel it. The sun's starting to peak out right now. So that's a good thing. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Goodbye.